From all corners of the globe to your ears, it's the Midnight Movie Cowboys. Sometimes informative, sometimes controversial, but always unpredictable. It's the Midnight Movie Cowboys podcast with your hosts, Hunter, John, and Stu. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Midnight Movie Cowboys. I am your host, Hunter, in Texas, and joining me in the Wild Outback of Australia. Actually, I think he's in uh, wherever Dick Tracy takes place. Uh, Stuart Balk, say hello, Stu. Hello. And uh, joining us from the Rocky Mountain High of Colorado is Mr. John Gray. Say hello, John. Hello. And we also have Dick Tracy himself, Mr. Eric Zaldiver, uh, in his yellow trench coat and hat. Hey, Eric. They paid me to do this. Yeah. So is the real Eric going to turn up and counter-argue with you? Uh, he <laughs> and I are uh, he and I are on the same plane of thinking of that. So you, you so do no. talk. So I'm I'm here representing him. Oh, okay then. Yes. So you're going to be speaking I, in third I, person. I misplaced my uh, wristwatch. Hunter you, borrowed it actually, and, and your yellow hat as well. Yeah, you look yeah. like an, an Amish Dick Tracy. Actually, this is my <laughs> this is my original look from the comic strip. Oh, okay, it's Some black. It's black Mountie hat. Dick Tracy. Mountie Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, Dick Tracy. Dudley Dick Hunter, Tracy. you were, Hunter, you were saying you didn't have a Dick Tracy theme going. Um, John does. Yeah, you're the only one. John's got a Dick Tracy theme going. It's a, um, it's a police station gym after they got defunded yeah <laughs> it's my basement yeah you've got dirty old kettlebells that just get lifted every now and then just moved it to john's house duplicates arresting thugs of course you don't have the cement blocks like uh ronnie coleman oh yeah i was thinking about that that'll be a good aesthetic to uh to have yeah if you want to walk like a hunchback for the rest of your life i guess yeah oh, boy <laughs> He's got like five different uh, walking sticks that he's <laughs> he's he's went for the hallway, went for the living room, went for the gym. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, as I guess the audience's guest, our our thing is Dick Tracy themed today because there was an event in the film world of Dick Tracy recently. But first, well, actually, it's, also it's, tell it's, it's actually title. well, actually, it's an all filler, no killer episode. But we're going to be speaking a lot about this Dick Tracy zooms in thing. So yeah. But before we get to that, let's whip out our junk. Who wants to go first? I'll go last because I think I have a good transition. Okay, good. The topic Stu, you want to go first? Okay. I've got a bit, so I'll get rid of this background before I can fool myself and always forget about it. And um, be as quick as I can. Go to your background, and it is... Yeah, I should go. I, sh- I should have gone first so I could filibuster while you did that. Eric got on a microphone on his watch and been like... Eh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here well, mine's on. really. Oh, there you go. Okay. Go on. Go on. Okay. Well, mine's really fast. I'm just going to do mine really quick because mine are ones that have been presented before. Uh, John, I jumped on the big time gambling boss train. Ah. Uh, you know, want to support these more obscure Yakuza titles. So hopefully we'll get. Uh, some stuff that's not directed by Kenji Fukasaku or yeah, I, I hope people. no, no more Fukasaki and uh, Hideo Gosha, oh, yeah. and no Taro Ishii. You know, there's other oh, directors. N- 
No, certainly not. I don't need more Yakuza torture dungeon movies. No, whipping of women. and. I always see like, oh, Yakuza something. Oh, it's directed by Teruishi. Oh, it's a uh, never mind. I don't want this. Um, I wait for those to get really cheap to add to my collection. I'll put it that way. Uh, so, and the next one I got is the, the Arrow Angela Mao two-pack for the Arrow shelf. Uh, Lady <laughs> Hopkido and, uh, I mean, Lady Whirlwind and Hopkido. Me. Be yeah. sure to watch it with the Hopkido dub. Sweet. Yeah, I always go for the dub. There's a, there's a good reason to watch it for the Hopkido dub because they uh has that voice out of nowhere just say Hopkido every time they say they were saying kung fu but then they replaced it with a Hopkido loop and it's the same Sweet. guy every time even if it's a man or woman Sweet. saying it. It's always Sweet. like Hopkido. That, that arrow shelf ticking over. Yeah. Um so that's it for me. Okay. Huh? All right. All right, well, I'll go next. I've got a little bit, but I'll zip through them really fast. Um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of free stuff, which I've scored off people. So cheers to those people. I'm just giving away. There's a lot of decluttering people are doing, and uh, they're basically saying on oh, Marketplace, just come and take it. We we don't want it. So uh, I've done some good ones in there. I found some good ones. Um, Two-disc special edition of The Mission on DVD was one good. of them. Um, good. This one I did pay for because this is going out of print. Never seen it. Owned the first two seasons. Meant to watch the third one. Never did until I got that. Twin Peaks. Awesome. Yeah, I've heard everything. It just a lot of uh, what season two lacked, season three makes up for. Well, I've it's heard. it's 18 hours of pure David Lynch. And uh, some people yeah. hate it. Some people love it. I'm in the love it camp. but I hate it. Yeah. See, yeah, I knew John bored the shit out of me. <laughs> Is it as? I don't think it's bad, but is it as bad as Fire Walk with Me? I've had a lot of people shit the can that film. I I think that's a good movie, but yeah, I, I like it. A, yeah, it's okay. a lot of people, like a lot of people hated it. I think because they wanted to find out what happens yeah. after the cliffhanger in season yeah. two, and then they were like, "Oh, we get the Laura Palmer story, which we already know from the show." So yeah, he did Phantom Menace before Phantom Menace, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was the murderer revealed in the film or in season two? Uh, uh, yeah, I just don't hear nothing anyway. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, Eric. Um, okay, moving on. Pick this up for, I think, 10 bucks or 20 bucks. ACDC's Backtracks box set. Um, nice. Very cool. Um, do have another thing I want to get onto a rant later after we've done the Dick Tracy. It is part of what mm-hmm. is in here, but it is uh, an issue I want to raise. All right, freebies coming up. Fear Factory's obsolete album. Yeah. Oh, uh, this one I don't mind this film, but I haven't seen it for years. Wouldn't be one, actually, would be one I'd like all of us to cover one day. Maybe the Jerky Boys soundtrack. <laughs> remember the soundtrack being good, but I can't remember the film. Uh, that was a it's, a it's it's a cinema masterpiece, and uh, yeah, there's it's their prank. There's something skin, about right? Jersey Boys, Jerky Boys coming up, but I'm. We'll save yeah. it for later. It's okay. No, we don't want. We don't want to. Clint Eastwood's doing a Jerky Boys movie. Is yes, it? Oh, Jersey Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey Boys. It's a musical, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, moving along. Um, three albums by this band. Nearly there to finish their collection, but not yet. Deadbolt, Tijuana Hit Squad, my favorite Deadbolt album. Deadbolt, Voodoo Trucker, Deadbolt Live in Berlin. Where uh, he calls his <laughs> German fans German cocksuckers, which is uh, whatever. Um, got this as a freebie. Crowd suckers. Well. Huh? 
Yeah, he missed out. Kraut suckers would have been good. No, nah, yeah, well, no. Nah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it would have been funny, but um, anyway, this was a freebie. Very happy we've gotten this because this is long. Fucking deleted. Rolling Stones roll gold. Mm. Two discs. I used to have a tape of this, but this is the CD version, which is expanded, which I didn't want, but when I heard the expanded one, absolute fucking awesome. Um, moving on, the Cure Wish three disc thirty fan edition anniversary edition. Sorry, getting towards the end. Uh, picked this up for a couple of bucks off somebody. Sex Pistols flogging a dead horse. It's a compilation. I cool, but whatever. Um, and finally, oh no, sorry, two more things. Hunter, cheap trick. We're all all right. Nice. I finally picked it up. Good album, man. I really liked it. Yeah, I um. Was expecting a lesser effort after Bang Zoom Crazy Hello, but boy, I tell you what, they just plugged their shit in and played, played like motherfuckers on an album. And there's uh, the the one after that's good too. Um, uh, in another world. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get that one. Um, yeah. Last, until I bring up my my rant later, is this is the best of the lot. Pick this up on uh, thirty two bucks off Amazon. Fireball XL five two vinyl. Wow. Um, my favorite Jerry Anderson show, uh, music by Barry Gray, beautiful. Um, yeah, and basically after I bought that, after about fifteen minutes later, twenty minutes later, it jumped up to seventy-five bucks. So just got in time with that one, and that's it for me until I have a rant later about something in here. All right, John. Okay. Uh, well, I went to the uh, Rocky Mountain Record Fair last weekend because uh, they had free admission. And uh, it was strange to see a lot of overpriced. As they vinyl. should. There should never be an admission price, sorry, for record fairs. It's ridiculous. For some reason, they were selling tickets on Saturday. And then Sunday, they were like, oh, free admission. So everybody just walked in and, you know, got a uh, bottled seltzer for free from some local company. But uh, anyway, I did find a, an interesting thing. Strangely enough, is at my uh, cousin-in-law's table because he, he had a table there. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be very visible. Hold up here. in front of you. The Dark Shadows. Oh wow! Uh, final soundtrack, and I think I only paid about eight bucks. Shit! This. And I think it's an original issue from years ago. Uh, Philips, the Philips record label. Yes, the company that now makes DVD players and uh, probably stereo. Hold that they, cover uh, up again, John. What's that? Hold that. Hold that cover up again, John. It's covered in plastic, so it reflects a little bit. But hold in front of your face. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Dark Shadows. All right. Well, you know, the original sticker on there as well. Yeah, it has the poster in it. It has the original poster. Oh, wow. Uh, and only $8. Uh, my cousin saw no real value in it. I guess good for him. Uh, this is uh, timing with the, the complete dick. Ah. 54 <laughs> to 56. I found this at uh, Second and Charles. Uh, this is the uh, IDW reissues that are probably the definitive reissues right now currently how much going. was that uh this was like 15 dollars. Mm. so i'm assuming it was maybe used or it was a markdown that ended up on their shelves what um, is that is that radio plays or is that the soundtrack score or something comic what, strip no it's a comic strip the actual, oh it's a book sorry I, I, yeah it's like I, a newspaper yeah. it's a hardcover newspaper comic strip oh. collection that, that those are they come out and they're fairly pricey when they come out then some of them end up in places like Hamilton Books for like 20 bucks and uh, Second and Charles. And sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. 
you know um i honestly don't have the budget to go collect all of them but uh you know i grab them when i see them and it's it's a lot of reading there um i don't know if i've had this on the show before because i just found it in a stack uh this is stone ground that's the band you see playing in uh dracula ad 1972 Oh, and I found no, out they you were actually shown that. I would have remembered an that. American band, and I don't remember if I ordered this from Amazon or I just found it at a library sale not long ago. Mm. Like how bizarre does it that? have Crocodile Man? Uh, let's see here, Crocodile Man. I haven't even broken the plastic on this. I didn't even know I got this. Probably so. a rhetorical question. I can't imagine. It no, no, it doesn't have Crocodile Man. What? <laughs> yeah, it's missing. It. This is weird. It's the first album, and then the third album. It's not one, two, and three, mm. which. I, I believe this is a Russian through <laughs> CD oh, label oh, 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 yeah, showing this. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. sorry to our Ukrainian listeners, you know, and our um, anti-bootleg crowd as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if Which, it's a bootleg or not. It might be legit. I mean, dude, if it's, it's coming from <laughs> Russia, it's it's a BGO Records, or I, it's actually hard to read there. Oh no, B, no, BGO is an actual real label. Okay, they're real. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, big, okay. big. What are they saying for? Big. Uh, yeah, I mean, it says... Big, goes, big goes on. That's who it is. I've got a Frank Marino goes one. On. Okay, it's a British Ooh. label. I'm looking here. It's actually um, uh, licensed Warner Brother, Warner Music UK. So I guess this band, even though they're from Concord, California, I think they were actually bigger in England for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's it for me. All right, Eric. All right. I got Sonny Chiba box set. Uh, Barnes and Nobles. It was. It has a price tag of seventy bucks, but it was actually forty because it was thirty percent off. So yeah, never play full. Never pay full price at Barnes and Noble. Never. Oh yeah, bigger prices no, are forty bucks is yeah forty bucks is what it's worth. Pretty much, so. it worked out. I got uh, Marcel Monticino's second overwritten crime novel, Big Time. In English? Uh, no. Yeah, of course, in English. Well, I don't know. Look at Spanish. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and read a 500-page Spanish book. <laughs> well, you're uh, Spanish, almost, Steve, you know it. Almost done. I could read it, but no. not, it'll, it'll, yeah. t- it'll, take me, like, it'll take me a long time. Okay. Um, and also, there's a lot of choice language in here that would be very different in Spanish. Probably be dirtier, actually. Mm. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm almost done. Two-thirds of the way. Uh, I don't think I like it as much as his first novel, Cross Killer, which is like... Uh, Kind of like Stephen King's Salem's Lot, if it was a 1980s Los Angeles crime novel. A lot of, lot of characters, a lot of intertwining stories, things like that. Yeah. Count Orlock shows up. Count Orlock shows up, yeah. Um, yeah, in fact, when Count Orlock finally shows up, um, the novel starts to degrade. And much like Cross Killer, um, once you get to the, the buildup where everything's been leading to it, it starts to degrade. Um he improved on some of the characters. They're less cartoony here. Um, there's still Italian mobsters that talk like Italian mobsters in movies. Um, <laughs> but they're 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 even though they're the main antagonist of this, they uh, barely show up. They're only like the first third of the book, and the rest of the book, the guy, the protagonist, is on the run. Um, but speaking of cartoony gam- uh, gangsters, take it away, Hunter. We got. This week, we're talking about the Warren Beatty uh, special on TCM, Tracy Zooms In, where Warren Beatty shows up as Dick Tracy to uh, criticize, once again, Warren Beatty's Dick Tracy. And then Beatty himself 
Beatty's as Tracy, Andy's as himself, shows up and they uh, they have words about uh, the process. <laughs> and so this is not the first time Beatty's done this. He did this with the Dick Tracy special in 2010, which I don't think ever aired. Is that correct, John? Do you I know? think it did air, it air one time because that's okay. how it ended up on YouTube. Okay, so in that, and so in this one, we've got the first one, the first special in 2010 had Leonard Malton. This one's got Ben Mankiewicz and Leonard Malton. Yeah, um, and these were unannounced. I should add, they like they just popped up. Yeah, they weren't. It even, just apparently were not even announced. And apparently, I logged it into 2 Facebook in the morning. And, yeah, I, I logged into Facebook and I was like, "Oh, there's yeah. there's new footage of Beatty as Tracy," but uh. One thing that happened when Leonard Malton came shuffling in, I was going, he looks sick. Did he have a stroke? Yeah, um, he had one exactly <laughs> after he'd done that interview 10 years ago. Apparently, he's got Parkinson's disease. I didn't know this. He's okay. been in poor shape since Malloy interviewed him back in, I don't know the year exactly. I think it was 2011, 2012. Um, and uh, uh, they have uh, him and his wife, if you can get over all of the uh, Mickey Mouse and Woody Woodpecker plush toys uh, uh, around the house, um, they have one of those things. I don't know the proper terminology for them, but those chairs that help elderly people go up the steps. You know, you oh, the automatic hydraulic ones. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, I always think of Gremlins. That's funny about that because didn't he tear Gremlins a new asshole and here? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling tales out of school on that one, but. But yeah, they've been, I think they've, the Moltons have been in poor health for some time. Well, you know, as far as that generation of film critics go, that kind of boomer generation of film critics, I find Leonard Malton to be the least offensive. You know, I like him a lot more than, say, Roger Ebert or oh yeah, yeah, anybody like that. He's always been completely inoffensive, you know, just seems to like old movies, doesn't seem to be trying to force a mold reality the way ebert was i like um, yeah well like i like peak Malton. cinema for ebert was 90s miramax films you know yeah <laughs> i like Malton and like the kept coming david dollars david j skull i like he's he's good as well oh yeah yeah he's an interesting guy yeah i like uh david kerr and john simon those are probably my favorites. what about gregory w mank no <laughs> never heard of him no god <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. but yeah, so the reason Beatty does this is to hang on to the rights to Dick Tracy. Um, and these, these are weird y'all like, <laughs> these are, this was so strange because a lot of the movie is Beatty as Tracy, uh, watching clips from his Dick Tracy movie and criticizing it. There's a lot of hum humming and hawing, and and Ben Mankiewicz and Leonard Malton seem confused. They the look time. uncomfortable. <laughs> Thought, yeah. They're just wincing at each other, like yeah. <laughs> they're just reacting to stuff Beatty's doing, and they're, Beatty does a lot of hemming and hawing in this. You know, a lot of oh, you know, this here a pink street. Why is there a pink street? I'm punching. I think seven he's always done that. You know, I think you know, he's always done that. I think it's part of his gimmick in a way. Like when he do talk show appearances, he would just him and haw and kind of pause. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's yeah, cutaway. Like, there's there's like uh, uh, there's jump cuts if you look closely at the squares that he's in because he must have taken he must have labored to the point. Uh, did you notice that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of lazy in a way the editing. Um, I, I want to know a out. couple of things first. If Leonard Moulton and the other fellow are in the same room, why have they got their own square? 
in the Zoom? That makes no sense. Oh, yeah, good point. Okay, because that obviously be in the one box. Number two, which is pretty sad, Leonard, uh, Warren Beatty sounded bad, as in cognitively bad. Yeah. In decline. Yeah, not not good. No, he's 80-something years yeah, old. Yeah, he's 80 years know. old. Yeah. He's, you know, they you know, should have renamed this. They should have renamed he's it. 84. I think he's like 84 years old. They should yeah. have renamed this. Let's go, Warren. Just... <laughs> well, the, the oh, reason God. that uh, the critics don't have their own Zoom squares is because Beatty is a boomer and doesn't actually understand technology. And he probably, he and his editor just Good did point. stuff as a, as a visual yeah. thing. Yeah. So Beatty is, yeah, they don't understand the internet. No. But Beatty is co director and writer on this. Um, yeah. But, you know, why do you guys think, and maybe John and Eric might know a little more, why do you think Beatty is holding on to the rights to Tracy? Do you think he still plans to do something with it? Or is is this just, uh, you know, I want my my Tracy toys? I don't know. I, 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 we uh, Eric and I discussed this like a week ago, and we, we really can't figure him out. He's, uh, this is, just seems petty and weird and, um, does he, I don't think he's going to get another Tracy project going. I, I can't see that happening. I mean, I think he would have already done it if he was going to this, but it's almost like, I don't know if he feels protective about the property. I, it doesn't make a, a lot of sense or he's spiteful to Tribune media for whatever reason. I'm not sure. I got a question. Does he have to appear in character as Dick Tracy to keep the rights or just produce something yes. he has to? All right. Yeah, and this qualifies as a movie. If you look on IMDb, this is logged as his latest because, movie. Because it's over 20 minutes, that's why. Yes. If it's under 20 yeah. minutes, it's not classed as a film. Well, his his forward-thinking lawyers back in 1990 or whenever the contracts were written up, um, in order to retain the rights, I don't know how many years it is, in between 12 years or 7 years, whatever it is, he has to appear at least as Tracy, either in a film, a show, or a TV special. And what is the, you know easiest to produce between those three a slap together tv special that tcm is more than happy to uh to scheme to help with his little scheme i don't know what to think of this thing uh i'm of two minds of it really uh one it's classic as i I think you already said it's classic boomer doesn't want to let go of the toys um and it's basically a weird petty thing against the tribune and within seven years or so uh dick tracy will be public domain uh, not that that mm. matters because the Tribune could still go after you in court. If D- does that include the 1990 film will be public domain as no. well? No, 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 no. Just the character. Okay. Just the character. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming like the first year, if you want it, like first year Tracy comic strip, whatever the year that is, early 30s, that will probably be in public domain. But because the character Dick Tracy is involved, you can probably do anything really with Dick Tracy uh, if you wanted to. Uh, and then the other thing, um, the other side of me is thinking that I'm I'm happy with him doing this because this is so bizarre. It's the most memorable thing he's done probably since Dick Tracy, <laughs> and this <laughs> this somehow reasons. this this somehow uh, surpassed the strangeness of the last time he did this, just because of the inclusion of himself arguing with the character, and also yeah. you got a young you got a young Turk in there. And it's just like the whole thing is just bizarre. Well, the last one, you know, kind of felt like you could justify its existence. Like, oh, we're looking back on the old RKO Tracy pictures. And, 
it's kind of a joke. Dick Tracy's coming in here. And it, I, I think it's really funny, the parts where he's like, you know, I'm just not a big fan of Warren Beatty. He's kind of a liberal, you know, I'm more of a conservative guy <laughs> myself. You know, I, I think that's really funny and cute. Um, but this one was really odd. It felt very strange uh, because it has Beatty talking to himself and characters, Tracy. And it at, at a certain point, I remember thinking, wow, this is really contentious. And then I went, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, wait, why am I having these thoughts? This is the same guy talking to himself. <laughs> it is self-deprecating. It is this very is just messing very much. with my grip on reality, you know. He got one um, more yeah, jab. Ben Mankiewicz Beatty. being in there also is so strange. Like he's watching yeah. the clips from from the the previous special where he's pomegranates, pomegranates, pomegranates. It's like mm. what's going on? They're, <laughs> yeah, then, they're, they're making fun of the other special too. Yeah, on top of and and you know the movie had uh uh uh, uh songs by uh, uh Sidney uh, Sondheim. Yeah, <laughs> he's it's a musical comedy. Uh, it makes crime look too fun. Uh, uh, uh. and yet the clips he's showing of ralph bird like judo throwing people across like they're they're in these environments there's just like that's how you fight crime like what this is about as ridiculous as him getting on a trampoline and jumping through a window crime is serious he knows how to play me (laughs) yeah just but like you said i i like it because it's so bizarre and memorable but at the same time it's kind of annoying (laughs) because it's like do something with the character already, like do something meaningful with it. You Either know? do this, something this, with the character, yeah, shit, or get off the pot. Really. This feels passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. total boomer energy with the, uh, you know, just holding on to the toys and breaking them on the way out. Yeah. Um, it just but, seems like know, a sabotage. Why would you self-sabotage if you plan to do something in the future? You're, you're, there's you're, that weird, yeah. Because you're, you're pitching <gasps> to a new audience. It's 33 years since the last Dick Tracy. So you're pitching to a new generation. That's something I didn't even think about. He's like doing damage to the character or the brand or whatever you want to call it. Because it's just like, what is this old guy doing? Like, what? Like that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to, you know, revert back to 18 years old and not, you know, in a body that didn't know what any of this stuff was. Yeah. So if I'm watching, if I'm a 20-something, which I'm obviously not, but if I'm a 20-something and there's a new Dick Tracy film, which he obviously is stating he wants to put in theaters because of the, oh, you can sit at home, you can watch it, you can pause it, you can... (laughs) you know it's basically like a book which was a good point that he raised so if you want to put this thing in theaters where they're basically a dying sort of property these days why would you sabotage it and people go warren Beatty? that's the guy who was shit can okay it is warren Beatty as dick Tra- but you shit can uh i'm not gonna watch it with the attention span of the youngsters these days they're gonna say uh, he was saying the last one's bad. I'm not going to bother with this one. I, I just, I never worked it out. What let's was, yeah, let's true, be yeah. real. Youngsters are not watching this. They're not watching Nick <laughs> Tracy, but I mean, no, if there's I mean, anything at the theaters, they'll probably they're not know. watching it this because cool. it's on Turner there's, Classic Movies. And that's there's a very it. niche, I think there's a very niche amount of youngsters that did watch it just to, you know, get the lulls for it and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I, I disagree, Hannah, because yes, it's on Turner Classic Movies, but it's also out there on the net and it's, it's been rampant on the net. So young yeah. people are coming across it through I mean, other, other um, channels, et cetera, of talking about it, but yeah, go on. Yeah. I mean, I say that and I, I, you know, like I have film students who do their own Dick Tracy movies. So there you go. <laughs> but, but, but they also, you know, 
this was not on their radar. Uh, you know, I had to go, did you see Warren Beatty was dressing up as Tracy? And they were like, wait, what, uh, you know? Um, but, uh, one of the reasons why I like that this exists is because you encapsulated as best you could a hunter where, um, you posted like drop whatever you're doing. He put on the suit again. Yeah. It's like for a very small <laughs> amount of people, it's really kind of an event. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I didn't have that in my bingo cards for this year that Beatty was going to do another <laughs> weird special. Um, as it, it would have been it would have been like uh, Charles Bronson who was still alive doing an interview with Paul Kersey. It would just drop everything <laughs> that you're doing. Yeah, but that would have been yeah, worth watching because it's Charles Bronson. But um, I don't think we're going to get another one of these, not just because of Beatty's age, but as I said, I think seven or eight years from now, the it goes into the public domain. So there'd be no reason for him to spend whatever he spent here, five grand, 10 grand to put this together. So even if he made a new film in the next, say, two or three years, it still goes to the public domain. doesn't matter. Right. Not his movie. But not his movie, but the character regardless will yeah. go on the... Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rule um, with public domain is anything created in that comic strip that first year is public domain any characters any villains or whatever created afterwards cannot use until you the um, appointed year like flat top i don't know when they used it. i think just before during the war 42 or whatever flat top probably will not be right it's gonna public be 2040 whatever before you As can use example. flat top and the, right. like superman's going into public domain in something like six or seven years i forget and um the mm -hmm. uh the deal with him is you can have him jumping really high and leaping forward, but you cannot have him flying. You can't say he's from Krypton. Like in the George Reeves TV show. The first year. Yeah. Like in the George yeah, that was more for uh, budget constraints. Yeah, no Lex Luthor. Uh, you could have Lois Lane. I think, you, I think the Daily Planet is in the, the first year of comics, but you can't use anything after that first year. What are the few first year villains for, for Superman? He does. There's no supervillains. None. It's uh, the so it's like giant housing. Tyrannosaurus Rex or rampage. No, nothing. Nothing fun. Nothing like that. It's what? the villainous well, tenement housing that he tears down to get. Equal yeah, he's like uh, a lot of liberals on Facebook will sit there and say he's a socialist hero and he's a Marxist hero. And oh, jeez. They're pretty, and because he he goes after like a guy is injured and can't play football games and looks just like Superman. So Superman subs for him on the football team. It's really stupid stuff. Yeah. The just... early Superman comics are lame. Like, yeah. Siegel Schuster. I mean, I, I believe that they got hosed by DC comics for the rights and everything, but mm. uh, that first year of comics is not good. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Actually, I don't know anything about this, but action. The first action comic is him lifting a tank, right? No, it's a car. I think. Oh, is it ear right? It is a car. Never yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if the tanks existed, like uh, like images we like of Superman holding a tank or whatever. Okay. Yeah, he's he's lifting a car, and I think in the comic, if I recall correctly, it's been years since I've read them, but like uh, gangsters fell out of the car or oh, we'll put us something down like or... that. Yeah, yeah. Warren Beatty fell out of the car. Yeah, Warren Beatty. On, on Superman, Superman, <laughs> Superman punches seven guys. Why? How could he punch seven guys? How could he punch seven guys? <laughs> He's really hung up on that. He's a bunch. Of, I would never punch something. If I, if I was on the set as a consultant, I would have said something. Yeah. It's really hard to gauge how, what he actually feels about his 1990 Dick Tracy, because he's playing Tracy in the special criticizing the thing. So hmm. I don't, I don't know. Does he have regrets about it looking like, you I know, like a, like a comic strip? I don't know. The only regret I think I would have had or that I have watching it, I like the film a lot. 
Yeah. yeah I hate too. Madonna in the fucking movie though. She's awful. I don't mind her. Oh, yeah. oh I, no. I don't really mind her, but you can definitely tell they're having sex. <laughs> mm. you know? I'm still shocked that she shows titty in a PG rated Disney movie. I know. I was surprised they could get away with that as late as because that movie. It's you 1990s. Know, PG, that's yeah. Mm. PG 13 was a thing. Yeah. You know, it's this, yeah. It's not like this is the 80s with 16 candles with it's late in the game. Yeah. PG movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. You got yeah, the best. Yeah, the it's... best dig he's gotten at uh, Beatty's politics is was in this particular special. Though. That's a lot of reds, even for Beatty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, mm. also, Beatty not a boomer. Thirty-seven, I think he was yeah. born. Um, right. Uh, well, with with celebrities, it's very different. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Celebrities, they they have a boomer mentality. It's yeah, because well, they, they create the boomers. Bonnie yeah, and Clyde they, is a boomer movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, but, uh, he, yes, you're right. He is a he is a depression baby or whatever that that generation is. But he violent is, generation is that what they are? Silent I I, I always get him confused. But but mentally, he is a boomer. Yes, yes, kind of like George Lucas. You know, Lucas is yeah. Lucas, I think, is shy of 1946 is the first year of boomers. I think he was born in 44 or something like that. Yeah, he was born during World War II. But he's definitely a boomer without a doubt. Hmm. Um. But, you know, Beatty is kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of fascinated. I've become fascinated with Beatty in the past few years because he's had an interesting career. And he's kind of, uh, he was the movie star that I think kind of bridged the old and new Hollywood. Um, You know, he was in, he was, you know, famous in, you know, the late 50s. And then, you know was the young face of, you know, starring in these edgy movies like Bonnie and Clyde and Shampoo and uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. And um, the Parallax View. Parallax View, yeah. Which, his yeah. his Burt Reynolds movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. The Crash Helmet. Baby. Like, oh my goodness, the first third of this is, is Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Or, or White Lightning. Or Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh but you know his his the films he's directed are always these big ambitious projects like reds and dick tracy and rules don't apply uh, which was you know matt drudge's weird obsession um bugsy was a good uh, one i really like bugsy i think i like bugsy more than i like tracy yeah he didn't direct bugsy that was barry levinson oh that's Mm, right yeah i always think he did because he was such a big part of it actually and Bugsy is one of the smeared uh, IMDb credits on James Toback's little page that he pulls out when he corners women you know, to show prove that he's famous. That's one of my favorite showbiz stories. James Toback whipping out these wrinkled, old, tattered, stapled together printouts Nick. of his IMDb just to, <laughs> just to impress these girls. That like what? Imagine that move. Oh yeah, imagine, I can imagine. Imagine. That. I imagine, really can imagine that. Yeah. No, well, imagine oh. the chick who actually fell for it. At least one of them did, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, without you know a it. doubt. You know, there's yeah. tons of you know fame whores out there. Yeah. Uh, no. What was it? I was reading that. Have you? Have any of you heard of that book, Chaos, by Tom O'Neill, the, the Charles Manson, the CIA, and uh, oh, the MK Charles Ultra. Manson, the CIA, and the secret history mm. of the '60s. Oh yeah, I have it over here. I've heard of it. I've, I've I'm reading it. it right now. It's really good. But there's this part where, you know, they talk about the possibility of, you know, Roman Polanski hosting orgies at the Cielo Drive house. And they go, 
like oh james toback is one of the guys who's like yeah man you know there was definitely that kind of energy there and other but other people aren't so sure toback's full of (laughs) toback's full of shit you know some of them say so my wife is reading that book and she had it on the coffee table and we had steve rails back over because we interviewed him in the building and when he walked in i saw the the book right away i moved it i was just like oh steve over there and i put it back on the shelf You quickly scrubbed off the word "blood pig" off your wall. Yeah, I just yeah, didn't yeah. want didn't want to see that. Just no. in case, it's like I did not mean to have this out. No, it's a, it's an interesting book though. If you're, you know, it, it kind of it's got a different narrative than the Helter Skelter Vincent Bugliosi narrative. Um, mm. well, just the fact that it had Manson on big letters, you know, Manson with a forward by Rob Zombie. Yes, oh my God. Yeah, of course. And uh, with Malcolm McDowell as Vincent Bugliosi. Has, I know Zombie has Manson imagery all over his movies and, and maybe his music. And his um, house. Or lyrics and his house, I guarantee. Yeah, most likely. Uh, among the monsters. With the monsters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, para- but has he ever really spoken about Manson? Is he one of these guys that like uh, that, that are you know big fans, essentially? Does he collect yeah, serial mean- killer cards and stuff? He he's kids. talked about being obsessed with Charles Manson. I don't know if I've ever heard him. I've never heard him go into it. Like, let's talk about Charles Manson. It just seems to be something that, you know, you'll he'll cover, you know, uh, children of the grave and then put like Manson news radio broadcasts in the, <laughs> oh, in the mix. You know? Are you <laughs> serious? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got and, a bit of a, you know, can we just take a pause? I got a bit of a rant. You mentioned yeah. about Charles Manson. I was at a one of my son's school functions, and all the girls there, who were teenage girls, had hairstyles like the Manson women. Now I know it's not by design, but when did this thing become a trend? Girls it's, having Manson like, hair, as I... in parted and just long, like. You know, it just makes no sense. In some parts of Spanish-speaking culture, they call that the virgin of the favela or whatever it's called. Uh, hairstyle. I don't so know. When did it, you know, Patricia Kremlinkle become a model, uh, you know, <laughs> squeaky from? I just, I don't understand the look. I said to my son, I said, look like the, the Manson women. And I said, oh, they're trash. <laughs> so, I just, yeah, I had to raise that. That's the sort of thing happening in America as well, that hairstyle. But boy, it was... I see it a lot around here. Man, I I, yeah, I don't, I don't really live in America, so it's hard to tell. I don't. See you that don't. Though. No. Oh, okay. No, he oh, lives I, in the water tank on the top of the Cecil Hotel. Live in Los Angeles. It's not really in the United States. No. No. Not no. even close. No. When I went to last time I went to L.A., I went. This is not America. I don't know yeah. what this is. Okay. Yeah. It's unfortunate that most people think it is, but most people outside. So it needs a cessation yeah. away from the rest well, of the country, does it? Kind of in a way. I mean, and, and culturally, yeah. yeah. Culturally, yeah. Culturally, it is, yeah. yeah. Okay. I've not been there for many years, and I was there one night overnight. I was like, no, no, I'm not it's, coming back. It's, it's like it's like it's like the it's as if the Confederacy didn't want to um, didn't want to be didn't want to leave people alone. Didn't want to do their own thing. They want to they 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 have their own thing going, and then they. Uh, they want to meld the minds of every other American and 
other states to be just like them. That's kind of what Los Angeles okay. is like, or California. Okay. But let's be real. California is, is dictated by Los Angeles and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Fuck off, scammers. Pack of cunts. See them fucking ringing up all the time. What time is it over there? Um, Just before 2 p.m. Oh, okay. That's why. I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, Good way so... to get rid of scammers. Good way to get rid of scammers. Bit of a, a fun fact. Answer the phone and say to them, one moment, please, and put the phone down and just carry on. Because they're paying for the call. And they eventually, I, I promise you, they blacklist you in the end. Because, uh, yeah, sir, sir, fuck off. If sir. they haven't blacklisted me, I don't know what, what else I can do. I usually come on as a black mammy or something and talk <laughs> to them for, you know, five minutes. <laughs> I, I, my, I come on as Al Jolson, speaking of. <laughs> Actually, you know what you should do? They, 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 they don't know do. who that is. Get get snippets of this Dick Tracy interview or this Dick Tracy piece and just use as your thing on. Answer it like uh, Warren Beatty and go, pomegranates, uh, pomegranates. Uh, I should have pre-recorded myself so I can be on another computer mm. and, and just come in as myself. Could have Eric yeah, and I'm Dick for. Tracy, Eric. <laughs> that's what I should have done. But um, I just don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I guess we touched upon more or less all the points. There's not a terrible amount to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's it's um, not a deep topic. It's not the first time he's done this. Um, yeah, there is this, the this one is... thing we haven't talked about though is is he did tease a Dick Tracy returns. Mm. But it could be it could just be blowing smoke up the audience. Well, that's ass. that's why I was like, does the you know could he be do, thinking about doing something because he does the thing at the end where they have lunch. And, you know, I think it'd be cool if Beatty directed a Dick Tracy movie and got someone else to play Tracy. There's the um, question. Who plays Dick Tracy? Um, and Mark Ruffalo is not an answer. You could so always he, get like Henry Cavill or something. He'll oh, no. <laughs> and would they would they do the bent prosthetic this time? The bent nose yeah. prosthetic that they didn't do. And would it look like the one from 1990? I don't think he'd have the budget for that, quite frankly. No. It would have to I, be I like he, he wouldn't money. have the balls to do that. Yeah, he wouldn't have the balls to do that again. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think there's any value? Maybe that's not the question, but I'll go with it. Do you think there's any value in doing what Walter Hill and Martin Scorsese, I believe, too, wanted to do with the character before Beatty got his hands on it, which was do this R-rated crime movie? It's possible, yeah. Maybe. I mean, if it's better than good. a musical, I think. Better sure. than doing a musical comedy version. Mm. Um, Wouldn't it be I, interesting if you do the R rated? Go ahead. Yeah, I've been watching Untouchables episodes uh, from the first season, and I'm stunned how violent that show actually is for like a 1950s Desi Lou production. <laughs> and I was thinking, maybe this is how he should do like a Dick Tracy return for streaming or something do it like an untouchables tv show yeah and just make it very matter of fact and straight to the point and no fat no bloat no musical numbers and just kind of make it like a but would the first film crime thing but would the first film be so jarring to those watching yeah. usually most people watch the returns and go i want to go back and watch the original and go well, what the hell is this is a comedy yeah, what, what is this fruity stuff you know? exactly but that was the reaction when it came out. I think a lot of people were disappointed. They thought they were going to get some sort of kind of tough, violent thing, and they get this kind of goofy musical that he he made that movie like it was nineteen sixty seven or sixty six, and Hollywood was still financing big, colorful musicals, and 
bombing. But what was them. the trailer like for the audience to be so confused? I know that there was um, a lot of Tommy Gunn action. I remember it when I watched it in the theaters. It was like, oh, this is really freaking bright. This is a uh, colorful. Sorry, this is the term I'm looking for. This is really. It was like colorful. Pacino was yelling Tracy, 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 and there were shots of Beatty with the Tommy Gun firing it and cars blowing up, and they made it look like it was going to be like this kind of colorful gangster action pick, and which so it wasn't. kind of like. Like Batman '89, but more colorful because the oh, Batman '89 yeah. yeah. trailer is very stark and doesn't have a lot of music or anything, and no. and you don't even know what the hell's going on except that there's Batman, there's Joker, and they got Danny um, Elfman to do the non-Sondheim stuff, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, and to give it kind of that Batman flavor. Well, we got if a Madonna was like soundtrack. A, well, is it songs. hard to? It, it's it. I don't know about you, but it's kind of difficult for me even though the film wasn't like a giant hit or anything like that, but it has legs in a bizarre way. And I think, I think this specials like this give it even more legs. Cause it's like, yeah. what, is, what is going on here? Um, but it's, isn't it difficult to imagine any further Dick Tracy media that doesn't look like the Beatty 1990 version? It's certainly hard for me just cause that's the way Dick Tracy looked when I was growing up, the yellow coat. Right. Very colorful, big faces, hideously deformed gangsters that look like monsters from the movie Society. Um, you know, they just, they just, it just butthead. has the, yeah, I'm, hey, you're right. I am a butthead. <laughs> I'm a Dick Tracy villain, butthead, um, laptop and butthead. Um, but it, it's hard for me to imagine. But uh, the, it's like the Frankenstein. Thing, it's yeah, like Frankenstein. Like, you know, the Frankenstein, the original Universal one, or the thirty-one one, is not really meant to look like that. But it's now it's, what so well, common. That's interesting. I, yeah, I think, that's the think, iconic version of Frankenstein visually. That is iconic, and yet they've done so much more different things after that. So I guess you're right. Yeah, mm. like they could do something different with Dick Tracy. I think. Uh, I think one thing that gives this movie legs too is that it is, as far as comic book movies go, it's really weird, and these days comic book movies are so homogenized and just the same goopy gray gobs of gunk that we've been getting this kind of, it kind of reminds you of a time when these things could be different and wacky and strange, you know, even if it's not exactly what you wanted, you know, I know in Beatty's Dick Tracy, I wanted a lot more action and there's too much action that's done via montage in it. Um, uh, I thought it could have used a little more, more of that, but needed more tommy gun stuff um yeah or anything less less musical stuff although that's one thing that makes it so bizarre is this that it has songs by steven sondheim that's so weird as well i like the movie i mean we discussed this a year and a half ago or two years however long ago it was but i like the movie um like you said it's missing a few action set pieces and obviously it's a visual triumph you know um yeah with this i i found that for the most part was boring until Warren Beatty was discussed, was conversing with Dick Tracy. I thought, Oh, this is now, this is actually interesting. I, I just, it was, it, that's what I meant when I was like, Oh, it, this feels weak, contentious. Ooh. And then mm. I went, wait, these, this is to the same guy talking to himself, but, yeah. uh, but it was so odd that he spent so much time dogging on his own movie and so little time talking about the older films. 
uh, in the last special, he talked a lot about the older films. And in this one, he just kind of touches on them to say they're more realistic or they're this guy, he can play me, you know? Hmm. Yeah. It's funny to hear you youngsters talk about the, um, like the Warren Beatty movie was your exposure to the character. I first saw like one of the Morgan Conway movies on WTBS back in like 1980. And I just knew him as a comic strip character. And so when I tuned in, it just looked like an Untouchables episode. You know, it was just, you know, guys in suits shooting and punching each other pretty much. And that's all I remembered. So I was kind of stunned when I saw the Beatty movie and it was just like 10 minutes of uh, musical numbers and um, some of the campy stuff, even though I enjoyed it. But it was a little weird. I, I thought he should have. And I think he's probably having regrets about it. I think he thinks he should have taken like a more serious like this should have been like the Tim Burton Batman movies. Do you and think? Yeah. How about keep the look? Yeah. How about keep the look, but do the hard edge stuff that he wants to do? I think that'd be yeah. a fine thing to yeah. juxtapose the the cartoonishness of it. Do any of you guys think that uh, now? Help me out. Was Dick Tracy a serial in the thirties or forties at all? Yeah, there were three serials, I think, three or four. Okay, and they're all pretty good. They're they're good Republic serials. Do you think that Beatty himself is having? some regrets about what he's done because if you look at the serials you had the batman serials i think it was two of those yeah and now they're mediocre compared to later batman incantations um superman the same it was got better with george reeves and then obviously christopher reeve later on it got better so the serials got buried uh the phantom as well the billy zane film the shadow as well the two shadow films they're awful but the shadow with yeah, God forbid, Alec Baldwin is actually a, a damn good film. Yeah, I like that. But Dick Tracy, the serials, the master of death. <laughs> yeah, Ross never sleeps. But the thing is, the with um the Dick Tracy one, you got the serials, but then you go to this really stark, cartoonish film. Which, so you've gone from the the basis or the the um foundation with the serials and the early characters on screen to much better versions of them later on, but it's backwards We're with talk- Dick Tracy. Right. We're talking about features because there is a Dick Tracy cartoon. Yes, I know. That's him. Well, I was my first exposure as a kid, actually. Yeah. In the late seventies or earlier. Yeah. I, I don't know when the film came out, those ran on TV. I don't know if they revived them to bring them back on the television, but I yeah, they did. I saw yet. them. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's what I was getting at. Was d- does well, you know, Beatty have regrets? The reverse. Yeah, yeah, because it's reverse. The 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 older the older version of Dick Tracy is much better mm-hmm. compared to the cartoonish, bright, yeah, uh, musical version of Dick Tracy. And R- Ralph Bird was a perfectly cast Dick Tracy in those Republic serials. He looks like a real version of the comic strip character, square jawed and dark hair and the hat and everything and you know he's good in the fight scenes the irony is he died of a heart attack shooting the dick tracy tv show in the 1950s hmm. and oh, really? he wanted to get away from the role but um they had morgan uh what's his name morgan is it morgan conway i think in the conway in the, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he did the movies and theater owners said their customers wanted ralph bird back in the role so they got ralph bird for either the final movie or for the tv shows and Bird died of a heart attack. He's only like in his forties or something. And uh, yeah, it's the nineteen fifties. Mm. Men weren't as healthy at that time, and he mm. had a heart attack while making the TV show. 
Well, he did uh, the fourth movie, which was uh, Meets Gruesome. Yeah. And I think they brought him back for the show, like you said. I saw Meets Gruesome thinking that I had seen it before last night, but I I remember the beginning of it, but then the rest I don't remember at all. So it was like watching it for the first time. Yeah. What would you say is the best of those good. four Dick Tracy films? Which one do you like the most? I I, I like the gruesome one the most, yeah. actually. Is it the Boris yeah. Karloff? It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Boris Karloff, yeah. Yeah, it's great. I think I like all four from memory. I, I enjoy Cube. Uh, is it versus Cubal? Meets Cubal, whatever it was. Yeah. Something Sounds like about that. right. Yeah. First one was fine. And the second one was a Dick Tracy's Return. Dick Tracy Returns. I believe, yeah, I believe so. Because they, it's weird because I try to keep up with them, but they're kind of back and forth on streaming, particularly in public domain streaming. And so they just kind of pop up and they go away and then they pop up again. And I'm well, never then, sure what's going Betty on. Won't be re- never keep his- well, Betty won't be calling these next, these next one if it, it becomes a fruition. Dick Chaser Dick returns because we've already got one of those. Right. The best version, I think, is the first Republic serial. Uh, a lot of special effects and stunt work. Unlike uh, your typical Republic serial where it's recycled, most of that stuff was made for the Dick Tracy serial. So it's uh, it's original stuff. And it works really well. It's it's very well paced. Did you ever see the uh, Batman one from 44? I think it was. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. Have you seen <laughs> some of the that's some of the Batman quotes in that the japanese yeah yeah oh yeah dr Daka. Oh, some of the descriptions about the the japanese shit okay yeah the um <laughs> the, supposedly it was supposed to be the joker and they had it replaced with japanese villains at the last minute because i guess early posters showed the actor playing uh is it j carol nash i think mm. playing dr daka yeah. he's depicted as the joker on the early preview posters that were in theaters maybe oh three or four yeah. months before it was released and um so they they think that at the last minute they said no they've got to be japatuas because mm-hmm. gonna support the war effort and all that stuff batman and robin are working for the government they can't be vigilantes they're government agents so and they're driving around like a normal like edsel or whatever you know just they're driving around gotham city and it just looks like a california backlot so uh mm-hmm. it's, but the first serial is actually pretty good it's faithful to the comic books in a way that all the theatrical films never really were, except for the Adam West one. What are you guys' thoughts on The Rocketeer? I've never seen it, but I do know Commando Cody serial, which is basically yeah, what I enjoy it is. It. It's a fun movie. Um, I, I like it more each time I watch it. I didn't care much for it the first time I saw it, but it was a pain and scan VHS tape. So mm. uh, it's not really a fair way to judge it. When it popped up on Netflix, uh, I watched it a couple of times and really, really liked it. And um it's in some ways improves on the Dave Stevens comic book concept, which was Stevens was kind of a perfectionist and not probably the best storyteller in a way, even though his artwork was brilliant and fantastic. But um, I, I think they uh, they made an improvement. It's too bad it flopped. It opened the same summer as Terminator 2. Mm. And uh, I'm sure a PG rated Disney adventure film looked pretty dorky compared to Schwarzenegger playing a good Terminator, though, in retrospect, that's actually dorkier than anything in The Rocketeer. Yeah, but the Rocketeer, but the Rocketeer, uh, Rocketeer betters Commando Cody. Is that right? Uh, it's totally based on uh, King of the Rocket Men. I think that's the original character. Yeah, the original series. Out of the four or five old timey comic strip or old timey radio characters that they revived in the '90s, Dick Tracy included, actually. Um, I like the Rocketeer the best. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's a good movie. Even though he doesn't 
he wasn't created then he was created in like 1981 in the 80s right right yeah i should yeah. i should point that out but the 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 spirit of it lies in yeah he's a hybrid of all every republic serial rocket man type thing because dave stevens was a fanatic for all that stuff he loved doc savage paperbacks and he loved republic serials so he kind of just threw him into the the comic book and betty page jennifer Connolly, of course does not have the betty page look in the film because it's a disney movie yeah what is the go with the crimson ghost why have we only got the one serial and that is it they didn't really do sequels like crazy at that studio for why have no one with, with all the misfit stuff going around why has it never been picked up and said ah here's some money here's some money we can make off of this character I think it's a public domain image because I think the Republic serials, they didn't renew the copyrights on them in the 1960s or 70s when they had to. So there's the perfect opportunity. We'll just, Hunter, we're just talking about why the Crimson Ghost has never been made ever again after that one serial. Not even for Hmm. a TV show, not for an animated, nothing. Even though Misfits is bigger than it ever has been, I think it's still a pretty niche audience that studios probably don't want to bank on a giant movie about it. Well, that means and, it's time uh, the for Crimson the Ghost to character. step in, yeah, and do uh, you know the Crimson Ghost meets Jerry only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Misfits meet the Crimson Ghost. I, I tell you what, I don't know if you guys have heard it, but that Jerry only solo album. No, he did a solo album. Bad. Yeah, it he's is, not a good singer. He, and, uh, it is bad. The worst incarnation of the Misfits was like with Des. Well, Des yeah, him. I mean. Okay. All right. Well, we've got Hunter frozen. I bet he's going to say Desgadina Marker in mine. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good time now, actually. For the... Which I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you, you look no... very stoic there for a second. Like nothing. Oh. This was you for about thirty seconds. Just like this. <laughs> so. Yeah, I my connection froze y'all froze so i figured but i was gonna say that uh that version of the misfits was great live and they did des sing black flag songs he originally sang that was so cool um yeah but the the original music they did like devil's reign just some of the worst trash it it is bad it is basically the rolodex of sci-fi and horror films from the 50s and 60s and this yeah that'll do that'll do that'll do just lazy Lazy, lazy yeah. garbage. Yeah, Danzig's yeah. into filmmaking now. Why doesn't Why doesn't he make his own uh, uh, Crimson Ghost serial? Yeah. Like the oh. same he'd, he'd probably give the Crimson Ghost huge breasts. You huge know, tick, <laughs> <of course. laughs> the Crimson, Crimson Ghost would really be Henry Rollins with giant under cleavage. Mask. You know, yeah, do an R-rated Crimson Ghost revival. Reality-wise, he'd probably be eating all the uh, ice cream that's in the fridge <laughs> at the uh, Rainbow Bar and Grill. The Crimson Ghost be up to uh don't ask me how I know to sabotage all the French onion soup <laughs> stock. Of, yeah. yeah. The, the Crimson Ghost in the case in the case of the French onion soup. <laughs> Crimson Ghost gets yeah. knocked out by the Northside King guy. Crimson, Crimson Ghost, ghost in the box canceled. of uh, fruity pebbles or Frankenberry. <laughs> Crimson Ghost cancels his evil plans because he didn't get soup that day. Yeah. Have, have you guys uh, seen that picture that was been going around for a few years of Danzig's house <laughs> that was up for yes. sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the bricks that. out the front, all the weeds growing the bricks. Have you heard, Isn't have you there heard like, about a, like a giant plush Oreo cookie in the living room or something? And you <laughs> it in the corner. 
there was that viral story about uh Danzig's pile of bricks. His <laughs> neighbor asking him to move his pile of bricks. They'd go outside going, I'm moving the pile of bricks. <laughs> it's a very bad upkeep for a gay man, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> he also Danzig's Dan, one of, one of the greatest videos did. on YouTube is Danzig's library where he takes you through his Oh my collection. god. He's reading uh the lost Lost stories of the Bible shirtless. He's like, come off his claim. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I probably oh, know man. more about the Bible than the Christians. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've read the Gnostic Gospels. They was playing God when they removed him. Jesus walked on this guy and stood on him and said, fuck you. Oh, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but it, is, it is stories like that where it's like, you know, he killed this guy. Written yeah. by written by Erie Vaughn <laughs> and Glenn Danzig. But yeah, Dan Danzig uh lots of good stories about Danzig. Yeah. And he more <laughs> there's another you picture of him coming back from the supermarket with big bags of cat litter, cat litter <laughs> shopping yeah. bags. It's for my cats. What you gotta say about motherfucker? Have you seen his have you seen his movie reviews for that zine? No. 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 Oh, those those are crawling around somewhere on the net. Just type in uh, Danzig movie zine reviews. <clears throat> and um he covers everything. I think he covers Back to the Future which he trashes and um of course. And then he uh he he reviews Dark Crystal. And he says, "Yeah, I, I was going to trash this, but uh, it was pretty good." <laughs> 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 trying like to find these right now kids. yeah we're, we're i'll send you a link yeah when dancing i saw them as riot fest they had to the road warrior and dancing just... banter between songs was so bad it was just like because he didn't plan it at all he's like like these fucking pumpkins and had these giant pumpkin displays it goes would you would you like them in your yard for halloween you say your name is <laughs> fuck you motherfucker it's just like no, 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 no punchline, no build up. Just oh my cool, god! Huh? And then he was forgetting uh, the lyrics to all of his damn songs. I mean, he yeah. was just because he overwrote them. They have too many lyrics, so he couldn't remember everything. There, he's got the easy way out: microphone into yeah. the crowd. I can't remember these words. <laughs> Here, here's his, always do it. Here's his review of Halloween Three: it's Season of the some. Witch. Yeah. Halloween 3 doesn't even deserve a full review. This one sucks and the night he came home should have been the night he visited Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. <laughs> That's the best review of it I've ever heard. It's, it's yeah. most honest, yeah. Basket um, Case, Creep Show, Road Warrior. Where's the yeah. one with... Yeah, this is the easiest one to find. But there's a few more. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Be. First, first, let me state I've always been a big fan of Pee-wee. <laughs> So it comes as no surprise to me that this movie was great. The dance scene in the biker bar is alone worth the price of admission. I couldn't stop laughing during that whole scene. Lots of other funny scenes, but I don't want to give it away. Does Danzig even laugh? As... <laughs> I don't think he ever laughs, does he? Yeah, he seems oh. pretty humorless. Yeah. This is about as good as it gets for comedy. So if you haven't seen this yet, get it fucking done. <laughs> oh, are, are you guys ready? Here's... Glenn Danzig reviewing uh, Sudden Impact. <laughs> oh, really? Never thought I'd be reviewing a Clint Eastwood flick, but it's actually pretty one of the, it's actually one of the better films this time out. Kind of predictable, but Eastwood 
has some good one-liners as he tracks down a killer whose victims all have their balls shot off. <laughs> Lots of violence, too. Too bad it wasn't rated R instead of PG. And was it rated PG? Sudden, no, Sudden Impact is probably the most violent, dirty. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, wait, so he also has, are you ready for this? Here is Glenn Danzig's review of Star 80. <laughs> the Bob Fosse cult film about the life and death of playmate Dorothy Stratton. Muriel Hemingway is a dead yuck yuck ringer for Stratton, which makes this much more believable than the TV exploitation version with Jamie Lee Coitus. This version contains stuff you'd never see in the TV version, like nudity, <laughs> language, and a murder rape scene, only it should have been more graphic. <laughs> You Star know, 80 is the best of the lot at this time out, which isn't saying much. Too bad there wasn't a film like this about Marilyn. We'll send whores to your house, Bob Fosse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> Too bad he, he was, just got blonde. Larry you... Cannon movie like that? The Goodbye Norma Jean? Yo, uh, do you think Danzig was a fan of Blonde, the Andrew Dominic <laughs> Marilyn yeah. movie? Yeah, that... He's a, he enough, had a big Marilyn obsession. Rape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Who killed Marilyn? There's not enough rape rape in it for him. So I yeah, think. I love that he complains that there's not enough. This one should have been more graphic. I wanted to see Dorothy Stratton <laughs> really get it. I want. I'd like to think. What does he think about the rape in uh, Death Wish Two? I wonder. Should oh more, yeah, it's probably his favorite movie. A lot of raping in this one. That's <laughs> his. Um, <laughs> a lot of raping. She got it so good, she jumped off and got a spear through her. It's never gonna be okay, better than after that. Scene. Okay. Oh, oh, John, John, here's mm-hmm. here's here's one. Glenn Danzig reviews Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh god. Oh boy. <clears throat> when I heard that Byron Kennedy, the man behind Max, had died, but production on Max 3 was to continue, I had my doubts. <clears throat> well, I was half wrong. This new Max is great for the first 30-40 minutes, right up until he's expelled from Town, the first town of the new civilization. But then it's downhill as Max does he say, meets up with a bunch of little kids and plays daddy. <laughs> so to salvage the film comes the end sequence, which is a total rehash of the end chase scene from Mad Max 2, Road Warrior. Tina Turner is not as bad as most critics say, and this flick still outshines the other crud floating around like the next film up which is day of the dead <laughs> oh wow he's <laughs> he said this is the biggest disappointment of the year <laughs> i agree with him yeah i was about to say you you and him are on the same page with that one so he they yeah. romero saved all the stuff he wanted to see for the last five minutes <laughs> yeah that's right but what's we what's the review? Make sure you sat there waiting for it. He goes, supposedly the sequel to the end all sequels. Don't bet on it. Uh build for build for years by Romero to be the living dead film to end all living dead films. The dead will finally meet the living in one giant battle for the control of Earth. Too bad that's not what this film is about. Dawn of the Dead was an epic compared to this. Again, we get a handful of individuals in isolation fending off the dead. The special effects were good, 
but someone should tell Savini that dried up reanimated corpses do not bleed profusely when vivisected. No plot. He's right. And, He's and right. the laughable dialogue is the biggest um, disappointment of the year. Beware, there will most definitely be a sequel. He was right about that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And yet the it Misfits a wrote a song called Day of the Dead. Right. Not with him. Well, but not the dancing Misfits. Not the dancing one, no. Yeah. The um <laughs> Proud Boy <laughs> Michael Graves Misfits. Yes. That one. Yeah. yeah. The the Gavin New- uh, McInnes Misfits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> was he at Jan 6? Gavin? No, no. Or Danzig? Uh, Michael Graves. Not Danzig. Not Danzig. Michael Graves. Yeah. He could have been. He's a pro boy. The the dude from uh, Iced Earth was there. He got in trouble. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't think Michael Graves was there. He's Canadian. He was residing in Canada somewhere, I think. Not finding any other other gold. They forced suicided him at the euthanasia clinics they got up there. <clears throat> um, Justin Castro did that, did he? <laughs> Justin Castro, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think this is a known thing, but it's the truth. Uh, I think it was November or December of last year. Mm. It was the uh, the number one cause of death was the euthanasia clinics in Canada for about a two week period. Sounds like bullshit, but it was. Mm. They gave us LC movies and Ivan Reitman. So what else? What else do you need? It's a it's a ruthless country. John, heavy metal. Here's another uh, Danzig take. That sounds like something you would say. Okay. Christine, car comes to life. Car kills people. Boo, scary. The only (laughs) things, the only scary thing about this is that it is already is just made Stephen King even richer than he already is, <laughs> just provoking him to crank out more stupid stories, which will be made into stupider <laughs> movies that tons of stupid people will pay to see. Even Carpenter can't save this one. I agree. Yeah, he's not agree wrong. With every word. <laughs> Stephen King movies are stupid, and his books are even stupider. <laughs> I read it, and my God, it took me forever to get through that thing. Oh God, oh, Mike Did you uh, did you enjoy the uh, the scene? You know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> the, 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 the one everybody loves bang. to remind. Uh, the one the Stephen meme King that was that a meme wrote. five years ago. Yeah, the one that <laughs> is that going to be in the movie? <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing weird on Stephen King's Never. drive. Nothing at all. No, nothing, <laughs> nothing weird on there. It's no, a it, it's it's a it's a running theme with him and his other books. Yeah. I remember as a twelve year old reading The Shining, and the Dog Man has a much bigger role in the book than he does in the film. Of course, and uh, of course he does, right? Mm. And he ca- he uh, corners little Danny in the hallway somewhere, and uh, and uh, and he just says, mm, "Let me see that plump little cock." It's just like, <laughs> what is this? What am I reading? Creep me out you're as a twelve year old. You're reading a closeted pedophile snorting coke while he writes his horror novel. You know? I think I mean if he's not a pedo, then it's just he's uh he's just one of these guys that especially at that time where they just did it for shock's sake. And mm. they still think it's shocking. So I'm sure his books are still littered with that kind of crap. Oh, yeah. Um so I think we need a new game. Glenn Danzig or John Grace. You ready for this one? <laughs> return Return of the Jedi. If you like The Wizard of Oz, oh, you'll love the Star Wars saga. Princess Leia is Dorothy. Arthur is Toto. 
Luke Han and Chewie are the scarecrow, ten man, and cowardly lion. I hate Star <laughs> Wars. Give me basket case any day. Yes. <laughs> it's funny. When do we start getting Glenn Danzig commentaries for films? That would be worth repurchasing. Uh, you think where? he's got one for his own movies? Oh. By the way, he announced his he announced his third film. It's a werewolf biker movie. Just letting you know. I just I mean I'm I am trying to find that that um the western the, one but yeah the western one that's it yeah, Cannot yeah they're not even on streaming anyway they've never made it to streaming as far as i know right? i don't yeah i don't I, it it played at a theater i went we went to go see something else but i was very tempted and i was like oh yeah i'd, I'd go watch i mean it's going to be terrible and boring but i'd go watch this this what a, what a surprise you can go to the multiplex and there's danzig's whatever the hell it's called death rider of the, of the sage and um but i pulled the lever for the other movie which i've since forgotten uh, because I knew we were going to be stuck in that saloon for 90 minutes. I'm like, I don't want to be there. You know? And now, no, the trailer was nothing. Yeah. The trailer was nothing but like the whorehouse saloon. I was just like, we're going to be stuck here the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. The one set film. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe the worst right. trend of streaming movies. It looked like okay. from Dust Till Dawn 3. That's what it reminded me of. Here's Price another good one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Similar. Which I didn't mind that one. Two was Who'd terrible. Was movies fucking hell. Okay, it would be easy to call this one "Dog of the Month," but this goes beyond bad. Written by Stephen, I wish I could write a great horror movie. King, this one is so hokey it's beyond belief. And I paid five bucks to see this crud. The monster is a Saint Bernard. Yep, that's right, a doggy. I'll bet you're scared already, right? No story. <laughs> No story, no blood, no sex. So why in our rating? To make you think you're going to see something you never get to see. This one's is bore, not gore. It's very, very Fangoria of the 1980s. They were obsessed with their gore. Like now they're rewriting history and claiming you know, Fangoria was all about SJWs and shit. But that was all about idiots wanting to see gore scenes. Yeah. You are not Too wrong. You cannot find Death Rider in the House of Vampires at all. No way. It's not even on the... Uh, on, not on Tubi. However, on people the... also search for Coroner Creek with Randolph Scott. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty extreme film for Randy, but come you on. You cannot even get that Danzig film on the... Um, Arr, bay. It's yeah. no way. I don't know. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, buried. I mean, there's, there's the one film I can think of in recent years that is literally buried. It's just well, oh. Veronica was like, Veronica ended up being a meme basically because of how terrible it was, and I'm sure this mm-hmm. one is bad too, or just, if not worse. But it's probably so bad it's unwatchable. So Dan, we gotta, we gotta watch his western. We gotta watch. We that. can't. That's what we're saying. Yeah, we can't find right. it. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not easy to find. You cannot find it anywhere. It's nowhere. I, I guess he didn't get a distribution deal movies. outside of the limited release that he got on in the theaters. He's pulling a uh, Russ Meyer and holding on to those himself. <clears throat> He's no Ross Meyer. Only difference is, <laughs> only difference is, there's four guys that want to watch it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, like yeah, Ross no Meyer way. films. Yeah. Not even Pirate. Uh, excuse me. Not even Black Flag Bay. You're saying yeah. Black Flag Bay. Yeah. Skull and Crossbones Bay. He it's has successfully that. obscured those films, where you cannot find them even on torrent sites or anything well let me let me see verotica because that was like a big deal for a little while verotica 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. Veronica's got the works. Sling TV, Roku, Amazon Prime. You okay. can rent it for practically it everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you can buy the Blu-ray. Of the yeah. Western one? Veronica. Oh, Veronica. Okay. But no no but... Blu-ray or DVD or anything of the Western? Let's see. It, no, it, it's disappeared. It's gone. It doesn't exist. It's weird. Not even Hamilton Books has it? How is this possible? It's been out for two years. Okay, Veronica, you can run on Prime Video. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's everywhere. Three bucks. Okay. The, so unless yeah. this Western one is so bad, it just he's thought, no, I'm just gonna. Where can you it. watch Death Rider in the House of Vampires? According to Google, Peacock, Voodoo, Netflix streaming. Yeah, I don't believe this. Yeah. Okay, I'll That's look for it on Peacock tonight when we're done with the show and see if it's there. It well, you can't get a DVD Peacock or Blu-ray, but you you can get a lobby card for thirty bucks. They do lobby cards still, probably for this. Release. Oh, they do for that. Yeah, they do for that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, it's a nice throwback. Yeah. It is. It's a throwback, but it just looks weird with this high res digital picture. I, I dare say after this episode, drop will probably get a message from Garo here. <laughs> it's a link to the movie somehow. I don't know if Garo finds his movies, but movie's been out for two years. You can buy the lobby card set for thirty bucks. There's only five hundred made. Yeah, bullshit. Six in stock left. <laughs> they always I'm not do even that. seeing. I'm not even seeing it on Just Watch, which tells you where to stream or rent or buy anything digitally. This is bizarre. The only place you can watch it is a house with bricks at the front and weeds and a small man I don't inside. Live, I don't live very far from that house, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it's about... <laughs> Take a photo of yourself at the wow. front, just real quick. Okay. All right. And by the way, that movie has missing actor Julian Sands in it. Missing Ooh, film, oh, missing yeah. actor. Hmm. Yeah. See, you you came. We came to figure out what the mystery behind what uh, what Warren Beatty was thinking, and now we're leaving with where the fuck can you get Danzig's Western? And you can't. Yeah, anywhere. that's terrible, and we know it's terrible. And it has former it. Oh. '90s heartthrob Devin Sawa. Sawan. Sawood. My goodness, I I have to see this movie. It looks so bad. I, I want. Did see you it watch too. the? Like... Did anybody watch Veronica? I didn't. No. Never saw it. I just heard it was like Tommy Wiseau levels of bad, which intrigued Oof. me, but it looks like one of those movies like, you know, you watch it and the wife walks in and you have some splaining to do. Didn't he have a second movie? <laughs> didn't Tommy Wiseau have a second film he did? Best like Friends. A road movie, He's done yeah. A few. He's done a few, but the he thing did, is, is... He did one... With Greg Sestero, I think it was... In... As well. Yeah, best friends. He did a okay. shark movie where LA is flooded by sharks or something like that. And then I, it disappeared and I never saw it. Um, you know, it's like Sharknado level mm. CGI. Tommy's a sore subject for Malloy. Oh, yeah. He loves Tommy Wiseau. It's his favorite actor. Yeah. So I always tell uh, anytime Malloy talks to students, I always tell them be sure to bring up Tommy Wiseau because it makes him extra grumpy. <laughs> Yeah, its initial release was 2019. It's called Big Shark. I call the yeah. movie Big Shark. But, you know, Tommy's been trying to lean into this. He's been trying to lean into his, uh, you know, room persona, but it doesn't work because the room was an accident. 
you know, yeah. and he yeah. tries to do it intentionally, and it's yeah. just it doesn't work. It always just comes off as continue. He needs to continue being an accident, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's like seventy something years old. Yeah, yeah, he's way older than he looks. Yeah, I mean, he does look. He doesn't look young, but you know, he's one of those people you can't pinpoint. Like, where's he from? How old is he? You know, he's just one of those weird creatures. That book that Greg Sestero wrote, I forgot the name of it. I've read uh, it a number the, of times. The Disaster Artist. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that is a great read. It's it's gives you a real window into Tommy Wiseau's mentality and everything about the guy. Do you get the sense that he um, he got into some sort of accident with a commercial vehicle and that explains his, uh, his uh, retardation and also how he has vast amounts of wealth? He just, it says yeah, it in the book. Company. He got it through property. He, he, um, he, well, he did it by doing odd jobs and just saving, saving, and buying this. He bought this massive building, in San Francisco somewhere. That's worth. He millions. might be an an idiot savant that way, but I think the more likely thing is he got run over by a commercial car or something to that extent, which explains the. Uh, no, it was a car accident. It was a car accident. He was in. It was a car accident. Yes. And then maybe he sued the shit out of some company. Most and likely. then bought up a bunch of property yeah. with that money. Yeah, no, it was a car accident where the car rolled numerous times, and yeah, yeah. Well, I certainly thought it was possible that the room was a money laundering operation, but probably could have mm. been. Yeah, it could be. Don't rule it out. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've only You've seen it on Red Eye like twelve years ago, and that was. I it. think it only works as a montage on YouTube, like seventeen yeah. minute clips. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't need to see five or six sex scenes with Tommy Wiseau over and over oh and I think throughout the whole but film. That's, just... that's one that it's a lot of fun to watch with friends. Mm. Uh, watching it by yourself sure. is it's weird. A chore. But I remember the first time I saw it, my roommate brought it home and he had it on DVD and he was just like, we're watching this right now. This is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And we popped it in and it just, the way it, it, it was, it was a magical experience. Which you know, roommate was, was that one? Who was that? Uh, that was Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh yeah. I can imagine him picking it up. Yeah, yeah, he just he introduced me to that. <laughs> he initiated me into the cult of Tommy. Yeah. yeah, some of those are definitely social experiences. Like I figured that has to be it with Blair Witch Project, which mm -hmm. everybody saw in the theater. I thought it was amazing. I saw it at home alone on DVD in the early days and just didn't get it. You know, I, I think a lot of comedies are like that too. Like I think a lot of comedy, you know, a comedy's great when it works well at home. Because yeah. there's certainly comedies that I saw in the theater that I remember just busting my gut laughing and then seeing them at home and going. Yeah. Second you know, time around, it's not as good. It's just something about the energy in the room. But then, but you a know, lot of comedies are communal. Yeah. 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 Um, if a movie works at home by yourself and it's a comedy, then it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Chris turned me on to Chris turned me on to Troll too. He and I watched that together and we we're fucking rolling, mate. Yeah. We were laughing our ass off watching that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you did watch you watch it by yourself? The doc? It, it, what? Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the doc? The the worst movie ever made or whatever it's called. The dog. Best best worst movie. Troll two. Oh, oh, the documentary. Uh, yes, yeah, I've seen it as well. Yeah, yeah. Where that guy's yeah, at the convention and he's just on there and he's like, no one goes to his table. Just no one knows about Troll it, Two. It, it no was kind of. A, Did you get I've, the I've, feeling I've... that even though he had kids and a wife, that um, little light in the loafers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get that? Yeah, feeling? I got, I got that sense. Yeah. But, um, but I thought that that 
documentary kind of it made man it made that convention circuit look like a place where talent goes to die <laughs> oh it totally is i mean I, I i didn't when when he started shitting on the fans or whatever not that i need any of those guys need defending but um i don't know i just felt kind of like hey hold on a second you know yeah i i like, don't get conventions i don't understand the appeal i never have i don't understand the appeal of okay i'm gonna need 500 bucks and i'm gonna get a signature of this person who was in this obscure film from horror film from the eighties, and they're going to charge me forty bucks to sign my video. I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I just I never understood. It's depressing. This. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, if people okay, let me get it out there. If people like doing it, God love you. Honestly, whatever makes you happy, go ahead, do it. I'm not shitting on those people, but I've never understood the appeal of going to a table because they're not generally there. The people, the actors, are not generally there to say, hey, thanks for supporting me and what I do over the years. They're there to make money. They're pretending that they're happy to see you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- generally, whenever I've gone to one of those things, the the stuff that's the most memorable is when there's a speaking speaker event. Like, mm. uh, I saw Udo Kier give a talk at Texas Frightmare. That was really interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, I got to get up there and ask him a question, and he gave a long response. Um, but uh, that was really memorable, but that was you know you're seeing it but the the stuff with like the long lines to see like you know kim Coates or whatever i was just like i don't get it you know <laughs> i'm just i'm not i don't want to wait in a line that long for that it's, it's a question for I, the land of the creeps guys really <laughs> just like, yeah cause they're they're super into that stuff and that you know they, yeah they, they, um, they love that stuff when i was at chillicon the best stuff was always the q a's i never stood in line to get anybody's autograph or anything like that but the q a's were always really good especially if fred williamson was there you always get some quote worthy stuff at least back in the 90s i had never been to one up until this past october i went for uh documentary purposes i was there hanging out at uh, gary conway's table the whole thing just felt sad and pathetic um i ended up talking to sherry curry who was uh, curry who was next to us the whole time about politics pretty much oh really <laughs> yeah did she talk talk she, about her uh eye sculpture that she does with chainsaws that was my inline. That was my like, hey, are you still, uh, are you still uh, chainsawing wood or whatever the hell, uh, doing wood sculptures? And then we just immediately jumped into politics and. No, oh, yeah. Um, what is she? What is she swinging? Yeah. Which way? Liberal, Take a guess. I Liberal. No. Oh really? No. Oh wow, no. that's surprising. No, that's how we got. That's how we talked. Uh, you know, and then she's, we're we're, uh, I was. Uh, I, I knew from uh, John had told me and um, and then I looked it up and I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to talk politics with her. And uh, within like 20 minutes, I got her dander up and she was just like yelling at people who like whoever would come to the table. Like, You're not a liberal, are you? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> got her dander up. I like that. It's pretty funny. She still looks good, actually, for her age. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, she aged better than what the <laughs> Joan Jett did and some of the other runaways. Mm. Yeah, even Lita Ford sort of uh, sour milked over the years. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was asking people who they voted for and stuff. <laughs> there was clearly a divide there. There was Sherry Curry before Eric and after. It was just like a stake in the sand. Like she wasn't. Trying to piss anybody off, and then afterwards, just trying to piss everybody off. Mm. <laughs> she came January six, uh, Sherry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's all right. 
Well, guys, uh, do we want to rate Tracy Zooms in? Really? Thirty uh, point. No. Um, it's. I give it like a two. It's just. I don't see the <laughs> Is point it of better it. or worse than the first one? I think it's. 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 It's better. Say better. It's better because it's weirder. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's better because it's so bizarre and it's going to be a very strange cultural artifact. The the first one feels more like something that could exist for a reason other than to hold on the rights. You know, like it could be like, oh, we're <laughs> looking back at Dick Tracy movies and we're going to do it with Beatty as Dick Tracy. Ha ha, isn't this cute? This one is very strange. Why can't why couldn't Warren Beatty have something written for him where it was actually entertaining for 25 minutes instead of him trying to write it with a guy who wrote the Dick Tracy film and coming up with an absolute disaster. He's talking about, know, uh, but... what was he talking about? Cohabit- not cohabitation, co- um, cooperation. Or Collaboration. Collaboration. Collaboration, sorry. Yet. <laughs> he was talking about cohabitation with Madonna. That's what he was t- Not now with Marilyn Manson these days. Back in the day. Not, oh my God. not Madonna now. Um, Have you seen Madonna now? Mm. Oh my God bad she's she's got some mental health issues must be she's going into she's she's looking like she's entering late phase michael jackson mode you know she looks like mechanical animals madonna she's probably been broken for a very very long time but i think Mm. i think um with her antics during covid i think that broke her finally Mm -hmm. yeah it's just um a lot of these celebrities lost their mind because they weren't getting attention anymore because they couldn't everybody the world like stood still yeah they were they were recording supercuts of them singing Imagine on Twitter. Yeah, no, you got a you got an interesting insight into their into the mechanics of, of them, uh, where it's just like, oh, I see. They're not cool because they're cool people. They're cool because they have other people surrounding them and telling them what to do. Yeah, uh, handlers. Yeah, if the handlers aren't there, you get some bizarre, cringe stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, Twitter kind of showed us that a little bit too, you know. Yeah, just yeah, unfiltered just, access like, to celebs. You don't have the publicist being the barrier between the public and the celebrity. The celebrity can just fire off whatever stupid thing they think, and then everybody tells them they're dumb. And you know, yeah, gotta bring back the studio system. It's got to come back to save Hollywood. It would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe when it finally crashes and by, burns in a few years. It it's a studio system that needs to be run by. Um, I'm gonna say like you know actual showmen uh yeah. not these not these bean counters like this dope who's running warner brothers right now um or these like sausage makers like the people running disney who just want to make sequels and remakes and cram whatever trendy political garbage into it do you guys see the, the um... is, i don't know if there's any showmen anymore you know that was a different breed of people yeah I think like it's where's your irving thalbergs or your louis b mayors you know Did Maybe you guys... Nolte, don't they hunter what Maybe John Nolte. Yeah, you know, yeah. If if only his beautiful. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Looks like we top for a second there. Yeah. Well. We what were you saying, Stu? I was saying. I forgot. Never forgot. Something. All right, there, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, did any of you see the Disney? piece that's going around about the um who built this country slave did oh, oh the proud yeah, family? yeah 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 proud family that's it yeah the proud family yeah. yeah yeah that was a i didn't watch it but that was a beloved show 20 years ago yeah it was and they were yeah 
I think Dick Masterson's been making a big joke about Twitter, like how conservatives discover this stuff like 15 years later and get outraged <laughs> about it, which yeah. is, it, you know, I'm sure there's a John Nolte column on uh, Big Hollywood all complaining about it. There was a video I saw that... Um... that that's got to be Hunter's next <laughs> avatar. Facebook. Oh, there it is, yeah. Oh, that's my new uh, Facebook profile picture. <laughs> I look like Hunter yeah. jacking off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was a classic. Did you get it? Oh, I guess you're recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Timestamp yeah, this. My, my, uh... My thing froze up again. My internet connection is getting a little wacky. I don't it's know. It's been going beautiful on. tonight. Don't worry. It's, it was plenty of laughs. <sighs> at your expense, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the mouse to run faster on the wheel. Oh, <laughs> it's happening again. Yeah. Hey. All right. I'm back. Uh, let's wrap this up because this is okay. going to Oh, no, no. Keep going for another 20 minutes. <laughs> Gold is... More Hunter memes. <laughs> so next up, Death Rider of the Purple Sage Vampire Plains. Is that what it's called? No, it's no. Death Rider of the the House of the Vampire thing. Yeah. If, any, if anybody out there listening or watching can get us this film, we will review it. Yeah, if somebody can, yeah, they can get you it will. to us. Get it either message one of us, and the others will get it. But um, yeah, we'd like to do it, but it's eh, kind of hard to come by. I can't. I can't believe it's yeah. just difficult to find. I know. In this day and age, where everything's pretty much you know in terms of films and yeah. you know, music and shit is easy to find. This one, I think Dan, hats off to Danzig. He's done all right. <laughs> Got in this one. He's out. Russ Meyer. Russ Meyer. He has. He sells yes. it from his dilapidated house. <laughs> yeah. Good old I'll take the picture. He has to dig his hand inside the pile of bricks to pull out a copy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little USB. A He's got a little USB like under about 40 bricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, five bucks. It's yours. <laughs> and the whore. VHS only. <laughs> yeah. The true format. Oh no! Again, it's super eight. He needs to review his own movies. I like this one. <laughs> Best Go thing on. I've seen in twenty Stop years. This time. A lot of titties. Yeah. Plastic. Who cares? <laughs> what are you gonna right. do? Watch Avatar two for the fifth time. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Who's writing this? Is Dick Tracy thing, whatever it's called. You I gave it two. I will give it. I'm going to give it a, on the scale of weird. It's going to be an eight and a half out of 10. Uh, as far as quality, it's going to be, you know, like a three or something. It's very lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. I think it's. I did I, get I, some I, laughs out of it, though. I, I I'm with you, Eric. I think it's a I think at best we'll say it's a nice cultural artifact to go with yeah. the Dick Tracy experience of the Beatty film. Yeah, it's a five. It's just fucking hell. It's only twenty minutes out of your life. 
Yeah, it's a long twenty minutes. Let's let's say that it, it is a long. Don't lie. It's, it's, oh, it's I, I was riveted. Huge Larry Malton acting fan. It's a long twenty minutes. I was riveted. It gave Larry Malton the the reason to use a cane. <laughs> he was. It, it might be worth Ben Mankiewicz's expressions when he was like furrowing his brows in confusion. That that was actually. Uh, I mean, that's all mock confusion. I'm sure it yeah. still felt uncomfortable, but you know yeah. these two guys aren't actors. Right, you could you could tell. Well, and and Leonard's face is obviously screwed up from having Parkinson's. His, I, I something was off about him. So would this get a Leonard, Leonard Malton bomb? Bomb. <laughs> it's a turkey. Yeah. Star and a half. It's a bomb. It's a bomb. Um. Well, uh, wait. Eric, do, do, do you any of you have a copy of? Oh no, I don't have anything to plug. But do you? Do any of you have a copy of uh, the Leonard Malton book? I'm sure one of you probably do. I've got one old one from '92 or something floating around. '92. We should we should like buy them. You can get them for pretty cheap, I'm sure. And then we oh, could yeah. like you know read through them and then find ten funny reviews, and then read them on the show. And read them as Leonard Malton. I gave it a bomb. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. 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 Like his most infamous, isn't it? Isn't it romantic? No, it's not. Yeah, it's, that's his review. Well, he has a negative review of Taxi Driver that's pretty funny. Hmm. He reviews uh, tech, uh Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, the, um, the farmer gives it a bomb. I think. Does he? I believe oh. so. It's in the book. Not shocking. Not not shocking. And fight for your well, life. He gave it a bomb as well. I think. What's his funny Taxi Driver review? He says something like, uh, "To sum this portrayal, uh, this is a brilliant film." To us, it's a portrayal of a sick psychopath, and I I haven't read the review in years, but I remember it being very, very negative for a movie that in every other film book at the time, pre-internet, all you had were these film books to read reviews, and every other film book like raved about it, and, uh, and it had renewed attention because of the Reagan assassination. Um, oh, yes. And, but, yes. yeah, and then because of the Hinckley thing and everything, but I remember... Malton's review, even in the 79 edition, or it's actually the 1980 edition that cuts off in 79, he gave it a bad review back then, so it was even before Reagan was president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't we do an, an audio show reading Leonard Malton reviews and Glenn Danzig reviews? Each one? Yeah, there you go. Well, I Danzig still, I still say John John Grace or Glenn Danzig. Who said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good game. <laughs> John, write jot off some reviews about something so we can all figure out whether it's you or Danzig. The funny, the yeah, funniest negative reviews review... are a little too quirky, I think, to to yeah. qualify to be no, Danzig. Actually, he's a he's a theory. Perhaps John writes these reviews for Danzig and sends them to him, and Glenn puts his name. Yeah, hey, there you go. Yeah, Den's probably I, literate. Yeah. I think Dan, you know Danzig you know John. Please. I think Garrow could handle this for us, but you know yeah, that's yeah all he could say for right now. But I may have to give Garrow that job. <laughs> yeah, Garrow can do it. Give him the gift. Garrow can make it real. You'll know it's Garrow because the word liberal will be in there about twenty five times yeah. in a 40, 40 word review. <laughs> Garrow or Sherry Curry? Mm. Or... <laughs> yeah. Who is it? So she was really that full on, was she? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, she was fine right. before amicable wasn't wasn't making a big fuss and then i started talking to her and it got really you set her off <laughs> all of a sudden i set her off and everybody that came she was just asking it's like Are you, who did you vote for <laughs> you didn't vote for joe biden did you and they were like oh uh. <laughs> yeah so when was this uh, how long ago 
October. Oh, so recently, a few months back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Eric. Eric called me the day it happened, I think, and he told me about it. That's like, fine. That's uh, I said, funny. "Oh, I figured that would happen." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I knew just what to say too, because I was just like, "All right, I'm going to make this interesting." I would have. So, I would so have guessed was... she was liberal big time, being from Hollywood and shit, from California, but. No, I don't know if she ever was, but I don't. I from what she told me, that's not my impression of it. Like she's mm. always been very cool. Yeah, Foxes. That was a good movie. I like that one. Yeah, I enjoyed free that. on YouTube. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, is it? Oh. Yep, I haven't not watched anymore. Any Thanks. Eric. No. Yeah. <laughs> good one. I'll watch Jeez. it tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this video has been removed. Hate <laughs> speech. All right, fellas, my right. connection is really unstable. So I know, that's why I was sticking around. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up because I got to run. It's, it's getting late here. Stick around for Nez. I've got his piece, and um, yeah. All right. <laughs> it is. All right. Typical Anthony. Thanks. For... I meant to say, Uh-oh, thanks for coming on, Eric. <laughs> Y'all was so fun to have on. Come back anytime, you hear? Yeah. All right. Walnuts, they're bad for the they're good for the liver, bad for the brain. <laughs> I swear to God I didn't plant this here. They've been here. What is that? They're walnuts. They're pecans, actually. Oh, okay. I thought they were buds. What the fuck are you showing in camera? No, for? I mean so it would be pomegranates would be your Dick Tracy. Plan. I don't I don't partake on don't, in good. that. Pomegranates, yes, Very I do good. partake. Yeah, yeah. pomegranates, yeah. good. Good for the blood flow to the old uh, fellow it is as well. Yeah. All right, we'll be like honeycomb. Although you can't say that anymore, the way he looks. All right. Anyway, we'll I'm, talk later. My, my connection's <laughs> screwed, so I'm... It's, uh, I signed off for you, so... Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. And now, it's time for... Rue, Britannia, with your foreign correspondent, the Nez. In a move that will surprise nobody other than those who don't find Tulsi Gabbard unbearably self-righteous and smug, Britain's favourite Muslim terrorist Shamima Begum was again informed on appeal by the High Court this week that she will never have her UK passport restored and that she will never be allowed to return to the UK. All very well and good, but bad news for Keir Starmer and the Labour Party, who for the last five years stated that the ninja was not only a victim of grooming, but that she actually should be allowed back into the UK. Just to illustrate, when the High Court this week delivered its verdict, MI5 issued a press release, which whether they should do it, stating very clearly that she was a threat to national security. It's basically just one reason as to why Keir Starmer can't just quite seal the electoral deal with the British public. Weird stuff. And a senior detective in Northern Ireland was almost shot to death this week by the latest version of the IRA. This, the latest in a series of odd angry shots over the last year. Indeed, given how there are just so many versions of the IRA these days, it's actually really a surprise that the police service of Northern Ireland actually managed to identify the correct version responsible for firing the seven shots at the officer, who's currently in hospital recovering. The provisional IRA 
the continuity IRA, the real IRA, the new IRA, the slightly baffled IRA, the bored IRA, the vaguely irritable IRA, the rainbow IRA, the feminist IRA, etc. Actor and IRA terrorist Stephen Ray condemned the shooting, stating that it wasn't really actually any of the IRAs involved, but the fact that it was Brexit. Poor games, and as the Ukrainian war moves into its second year, there's still no sense that the Tory government's resolve over a war that doesn't really matter to anybody shows no sign of softening. The unelected Indian Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, having inherited the war from Shirley, vowed to effectively continue shipping Ukraine hardware. The problem here being that the Tories and Labour spent 26 years winding down and downsizing the British military to such a point that Britain actually has very few tanks to send and very few fighter jets to send at the same time. This, on top of decreasing manpower numbers and the Ministry of Defence recruitment crisis made worse by the department's woke CRGT recruitment campaign in general. You can catch their commercials on YouTube. Quote-unquote, the Army, helping you practice your faith. I guess you can basically tell just which particular faith exactly. Anyway, here's to year three. Further notes in passing, Penguin Random House has, in true WOCRGT fashion, announced plans to re-edit and censor the children's novels of Roald Dahl. I'm intrigued as regarding just how publishers will effectively re-edit and censor the World War II novels of Savin herself. You know, the great Paris SS General, my personal favourite, Assamic Gestapo. TV presenter Dan Walker was injured cycling after basically being hit by a bus in London this week. The bus is making a speedy recovery. And Welsh Rugby Union players in the dispute with the governing body in Wales, the Welsh Rugby Union, have actually called off their planned strike over pay and bonuses. Wales' sheep population now breathes a sigh of relief. Pax. Thank you for listening to the Midnight Movie Cowboys. For more information, go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com. For feedback, comments, or show suggestions, go to midnightmoviecowboys at gmail.com. Like what you hear? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Hear us on Stitcher Radio. Head over to stitcher.com and download the app. Want to help the show out? Head on over to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and hit the PayPal donate. We appreciate all donations of any denomination. Find us on Twitter at MMCowboys. Like us on Facebook. Head over to facebook.com type in Midnight Movie Cowboys. Hit the like button over there. Want to friend us personally on Facebook or follow us on Twitter? Go to www.midnightmoviecowboys.com and find the links from there on the right hand side. Thanks for listening. See you all next week. <laughs>